Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Warning. This program may contain material of an explicit or graphic nature. Viewer discretion is advised. Broadcasting Undead from the B-Ward, this is Postmortem. I'm Dom. And I'm JD. I almost forgot to introduce myself. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And today, we're going back to the format you all know and love. Some horror news coming back. Hope you guys liked that last show. We had some actual positive feedback from the man himself, Lucifer Valentine. He hit us up. Said, I liked your show. And then he went, <laughs> And then Hank Skinny was quoted as saying, <laughs> My uh, my copy of the Vomit Core Trilogy just came in the mail today. Awesome. So I'm going to go home tonight uh, and, and watch some of the, the making of featurettes. I'm real curious about that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty curious about that too. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. So I'll bring it over. Do another viewing party. Yeah. <laughs> so now, like I said, we're going back for some more post-mortem horror news. Okay, well, before we hit record, I preempted you on some of my horror news. Yep. So, if you ever saw a film called ABCs of Death 2, there's a director, Jim Hosking, who made my favorite segment called G is for Granddad. Shit was... Bananas. Which is very bizarre. <laughs> and that's the kind of shit I like. Yeah. You know? That was my favorite portion of the whole movie. Maybe even uh, of both movies. Wow. I, I really liked that one with the Nazi dog. The dog fighting the Nazi cat and all that shit. That was awesome. <laughs> the electrohydrofusion or whatever it's called. But geez for granddad, the best one for me. It's pretty well, fucked up. This, this guy who made it, Jim Hosking, doesn't have much other credits. He's got a couple short films. He did a little bit of TV. But now, he's at the helm... And just finished up and went through the festival circuit of his own full-length uh, full feature. It's going to be called The Greasy Strangler. It's a great name. It is a great name. 
So I showed you the preview. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? I, I'm excited. It looks like it's going to be just as fucking bonkers <laughs> as uh, Jesus for Grandpa was. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's about a father and a son who run a disco tour. When a sexy woman takes the tour, they compete to earn her affections until an oily killer stalks the night. <laughs> an oily killer, like the his gland problem. Or yeah, anything. yeah, <laughs> he's very greasy. So it looks like one of the most ridiculous, fun horror comedies in quite some time, probably since Deathgasm was the last great horror comedy, in my opinion. Yeah, I, that I came think out. Uh, it, it looks like there's. I mean, there's like. Asses shitting out pink ink and weird shit. In yeah, the, in beating the off so. and a lot of inappropriate, awkward nudity yeah. of old people and things like that. And it's got weird style of effects. Kind of reminded me of the movie Weird Science from the 80s when his head gets all inflated. Yeah. It's got some weird stuff like that. Yeah. Got those 80s kind of weird effects and looking forward to it. So yeah. you guys check it out right now. You can find, if you Google Greasy Strangler Red Band Trailer, make sure you get the Red Band Trailer if you're yeah. going to watch it. Or it's on uh, Bloody Disgusting, it's on iHorror. Maybe we'll share the link on our Facebook as soon as this episode is posted. You guys can check out some Greasy Strangler. What do you got this week? So a couple couple shows back, I reviewed a movie called The Hallow and gave it positive reviews. Not The Hollow. Yeah. Uh, the, the director of that movie, Corin Hardy, has just been slated to direct a new action horror film entitled Hellbent. Uh, the plot synopsis is that a group of mercenaries imprisoned in a Brazilian jail are murdered and sent to hell by a priest who wants to use their skills to kill Satan before he brings hell to earth. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the movie's got a $60 million budget, but the, wow. yeah, the director has said they're not using any name actors. It's going to be all new blood. So they can you know, feature some new people and give them their, uh, give them their, their moment in the sun. Uh, it seems to be uh, the director seems to be a, plan, a, a fan of blending CG with practical effects. Okay. Judging by his last movie, which is the way you do. I it. still haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, and he's good at strange and horrifying creatures. <clears throat> so this movie looks like it's going to be kind of a combination of Aliens meets Hellraiser with some Doom overtones. It's Hollow or Hollow. Uh, the good one is the Hollow. H O L O. All right. The bad one is the Hollow. Okay. <laughs> They're both on Netflix, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, if his last movie was any indication of how this movie's going to look, he's got a good eye for atmosphere, so I'm excited for that. Doom. Yeah, basically Doom maybe better than the Doom movie. If he gets Doug Jones, it's officially better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Keep out The Rock. Some more Doug Jones. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, I have something that's not really movie-related. I just I read it, and I said, what the fuck? So, William Friedkin... Director of The Exorcist. Yes. This came out and said in a press conference that the Catholic Church has contacted him and wants him to film and document actual exorcisms at the Vatican. Interesting. At the Vatican. First, Okay, so first of all, do they do the exorcisms at the Vatican or do they go to the people's houses? Because I think they would be going... It wouldn't be centralized in one place, the Vatican. That's, one, that's my first red flag, mm-hmm. right? So why would they contact him? Because he made the Exorcist movie, yeah. Well, you know, the Exorcist is banned in in places like Turkey, where yeah. the government doesn't allow religious propaganda films. Yeah. So, and if you really think about it, I don't know, think that was his intent. But the Exorcist is a perfect example of religious propaganda and God yeah. beats evil and all that. Well, the whole thing about it though is, it'd be really strange if they actually contacted him. Mm-hmm. 
the director of a horror movie and shit yeah. to to do this. I think they would have they would do it in house, like mm. have their own religious documentary crew, so they could put their own spin on it. I would imagine because if you've seen some of his other movies, they're all pretty fucked they're not, up. Yeah, they're all pretty fucked up. So, so I read this. The church has denied it and okay. said that. Well, the we church don't know. denies they even perform, perform exorcism. That's true. He's they've denied it. Says that he's full of shit. We yeah. don't know what he's talking about. He's maintaining it's the truth. Did some research. He's eighty years old now. He's batshit crazy to begin with. He's batshit crazy to begin with. I believe maybe Alzheimer's has set in, <laughs> and he's blurring the line between film and reality. Like he, he did the Exorcist, so now he's like in his own head thinking that it's real and that right. they want him to film it because he filmed a real exorcism back in the day. <laughs> it's just someone fucking with him. Uh, yeah, maybe. But <laughs> fuck, I, it almost made me a little sad. Yeah, William Friedkin, one of the great directors in film history. Yeah, Killer Joe. This is the last thing he's done. I'm gonna I'm gonna be reviewing that at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like uh, that was a great movie. Yeah, suck my chicken leg, <laughs> chicken leg sucker. <laughs> is that our rating system now? Chicken leg suckers. <laughs> well, I don't know. I was thinking about something incorporating William Friedkin's Alzheimer's. <laughs> One out of ten. <laughs> William Friedkin's Lost Memories Dementia it's like that movie Dementia but it's just a documentary yeah. a documentary following him <laughs> and he's actually demented <laughs> alright what else you got this week a little horror video game news um, on October 13th Sony's going to be releasing the Playstation VR peripheral it's a virtual reality set headset for the PS4 they've already got 50 games slated for co-release 7 of them are horror titles including Resident Evil 7 and Paranormal Activity VR. So, okay. game based on the Paranormal Activity movies. Where it's going to be just like that phone thing you were talking about, probably? Probably. It's like your own house, and they're going to pop up ghosts and shit. That, that could be it. I, I'm not really sure what it... Well, because you, you're going for the peripheral, you have to hook it up to your PS4. So, you're not going to be able to really walk around your whole house. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's probably just a game, then, yeah. yeah. But they had some screenshots on Bloody Disgusting, and also, if you just look up uh, PlayStation VR on Google, you'll see screenshots from the game. Or the various games, and they're very, very good graphics. So really? If, because that was the thing about virtual reality in the 90s when it was going to be terrible graphics. Yeah. The graphics were utter Long shit. Lawnmower Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> every, everything looks like just that shitty you know, 90s computer animation. But if they can make these games actually immersive and the, the headset's going to have surround sound on it and everything, yeah. that could be like a whole new renaissance in horror. See, this is what I never understood about the virtual reality. If you're going to be able to... So, I bet in time, like, you'll punch and your guy will punch or whatever. You'll right. kick and you'll move around. But guess what? You're going to be walking through your house yeah. breaking shit. Kicking things. Because, like, what, you'd have to be, like, on a football field or something. You'd be yeah. able to run, run around a bunch of and fucking... I don't understand it personally. Did you ever... So you never did the virtual reality things, like, when they had them at the fair? No, I was playing Doom and Duke Nukem okay. and Quake and that kind of yeah. stuff. They put you in the helmet. And this was the very primitive kind where the helmet's fucking huge and heavy. And then you would stand in this circle, and there was a circle around you, and you wouldn't actually walk around. You would have gloves that controlled things. And then on this particular one, the glove had like a joystick in the knuckle, so you controlled which direction that you walked. Okay. And then your other glove controlled the gun, and then you could reach out with your hands and grab things too, so it was gloves that hooked up to the helmet. Uh-huh. I assume with the PlayStation thing, it's just going to be the helmet and you use the controller. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, if there if that's going to be the next level of immersiveness into video games, and they do it right, it could be really fucking cool. Well, yeah, and they're coming out with the Xbox One S, which is like supposed to be ultra four K, all this stuff. The graphics and everything are getting better. You saw oh, the yeah. Doom, yeah. The new I, Doom. I mean, imagine Doom amazing. with a virtual reality headset and surround sound headphones. 
I I don't want it because I would never leave the house. I probably would lose my job from calling in sick just to play. Grow a big ass beard. My fiance would leave me. My kids would be taken away. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, we're hungry. Shut up. I'm killing demons. <laughs> so, so what I'll have to do is I'll have to buy it. Because <laughs> I don't you have can ration to, it out yeah, to me. I don't have anything to lose. Let me play it for it ten minutes yet. a week or something. <laughs> You're calling me at like four in the morning. I'll suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Tyrone Bigums, a virtual reality game. Yeah. I got these cheeseburgers. <laughs> I got these VR headsets. So, my last bit of horror news this week is the biggest news in horror right now. I'm sure you've seen it going on around the trailer for 31 by Rob Zombie. I actually now. just saw it today. You saw it today yeah. too. Cool. Yeah, it shows how the movie is now. Kind of like, not not what I expected when I first read about it, when it was first being planned. It's like Battle Royale. It's like Battle Royale meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it meets House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. And contestants have to survive 12 hours while being attacked by a gang of violent clowns. And Cherry Moon Zombie is one of the sympathetic characters and not one of the... Yeah. Which kind of sucks to me. Like, I, I like her like that. Like, Lord of Salem, she's alright and stuff doing that role. But I prefer for her to be crazy. Yeah. And be the bad guy. You know, right. I was thinking she was going to look like a hot-ass clown. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I guess gonna... the, the people that they pick up... I, this is where I read online. The people they pick up to play the game are carnival workers. So she's still, like, a slutty carny. She's just a good slutty carny. Okay. So she's like a slutty carny with a heart of gold. I prefer to be a slutty clown, yeah. personally, but... <laughs> I, I'm excited about it. I think we should go see it. Yeah. Like like in the actual theater. Yeah. Yeah. If it comes out wide widespread, we'll go see it at the the one that they have here in the mall. Yeah. The huge screen. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. If not, then we'll have to take a trip down to LA or something yeah. to go find it. But yeah, definitely we need to go see it. Yeah, when House of a Thousand Corpses came out, I actually drove to LA to see that. I was living in Santa Barbara at the time. And really? It wasn't wide, wide release? I didn't see it in the theaters, yeah. so I don't remember. Yeah. It, well, it wasn't wide release where I was anyway. Yeah. And so yeah, my friends and I rode a trip down to. I think we went down to Hollywood or something and saw it at some theater there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we will do that. So, you got any more horror news? Yeah, I got one more thing. So, there's one thing about this piece of news that makes me cringe, but there's another part of it that's way more awesome than the thing that makes me cringe. Okay. So, Turner Networks is reviving Tales from the Crypt. I've seen it. M. Night Shyamalan's producer. Yeah. No, the, the Crypt is going to be there. But it's not going to be... It's going to be more like the old comic one. Do you know that? Is it? It's not going to be the Crypt Keeper that oh, we all yeah. know and love. It's going to be based on... It's going to be like a guy with a cloak, like the old comics. Well, that could be interesting. Yeah. So, the thing that makes me cringe is that M. Night Shyamalan is producing, and I can't stand that guy. He made, like, two good movies, and then everything else was just... It got worse and worse. Yeah, Six Sense and Signs I liked. And yeah, that's I, it. I liked uh, Unbreakable. Oh, Unbreakable, yeah. too. So, I guess I like three. Um, but, what's really cool about this is that they're partnering with Wattpad Studios to bring in contributing writers. And what Wattpad is, is an online hub for independent writers to share their stories with readers. It's basically a giant self-publishing website. Okay. Um, and they're setting up a very a, a special studio where independent authors can give story ideas or creature ideas or anything that they want. That's kind of cool. Kind of like That's kind of like that dark, net, dark yeah. web thing I was talking about. Yeah. Where they're like having people submit shit. Yeah. That's kind of like the future. Yeah, that's and a, you know the fact that they're doing this makes me really happy because there's there's a good chance that if they were using Hollywood writers, it would just be the same old fucking tired shit that you get all the time, just Twilight Zone rehashes yeah. and all that. So this, well, I mean, Tales from the Crypt re- reinvigorated horror in the late '80s and early '90s when it was getting stale with all the slasher clones. Yeah, so they could probably do it again if they play their cards right. Well, so one thing about Tales from the Crypt, 
It was always cheesy, mm-hmm. but in a good way. Right. M. Night Shyamalan's, he's involved, right? Yeah. He is always the guy that has the twist at the end. There's got to be the twist. Right. You know, every movie, there's a twist. Yeah. You know? Tales from the Crypt was always a big twist, too. Yeah. Most episodes had a twist at the end. Yes. I, th- I think if he's... Because he produced Devil, and Devil was a good Devil movie. was good, too, and yeah. He, but he didn't direct it. Yeah. So I, I think if he was acting in a more of a production role and not writing the scripts... I think that's where he kind of shines. Just his name being on stuff is like the kiss of death. Yeah, lately, you know, like you see his name. Avatar: like, The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh fuck that shit! I would never watch that. I I don't. It's bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> yep. But this could be good. I'm I'm excited to see what it, what it is. You and, know, we're we're gonna watch it. Yeah. Um, and if you're a writer, and especially if your name is Carrie Lip, and you're listening to this show, uh, <laughs> go to www.wattpad.com. W a t t p a d sign up and you can get in on the submission thing alright well let's submit some of our shit yeah maybe we'll be on Tales of the Crypt yeah that'll be cool so that's it for horror news this week we'll be back with the good movie and the bad movie and what's our top five today and our top five today yeah we're being good hosts that's that's some radio excellence right there you gotta (laughs) tease it yeah top five holiday horrors horror films involving holidays that was a fun list to put together. Yeah. I went by just movies. Uh-huh. I didn't say characters or anything. Right. I don't know if we're on the same page. But uh, yeah, I, I, like, I did just movies. Cool. But it reminded me of a lot of movies that I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. And some that I that are cla- like neoclassics that I haven't seen. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to have some watching to do. Sweet. Well, we'll be back after a quick word from our sponsors. Hi, thanks for listening to the Postmortem Podcast. If you want to support us, go to our website at www.postmortemshow.com and click the Amazon link. By clicking on the Amazon banner, Amazon will give a small percentage of the purchase price of your item back to the Postmortem Podcast at no additional cost to you. That's right. It doesn't cost you any money. We get money. You want us to keep doing this? You want more Doug Jones talk? You want more dick and fart talk? I don't care. We're going to do it. Fund our filthy, filthy habits. Yes, and they are many, and they are vast. And most of them aren't legal. (laughs) Yes. Click the banner. Just do it. Come on, don't be a dick. Give us money. It's time for the good movie. And the bad movie. You suck. Okay. Well, you know what time it is. The good movie and the bad movie. I've got a great movie and a pretty shitty movie. Yes. So I will go first. I understand you have a good movie too. You've been hinting at it too all week. (laughs) I have and I hope you like it when you watch it. It's not the best movie, but it definitely is worth watching. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but for that, it entertained me. Okay. Cool. Well, but my bad movie, not so much. Okay. 2015, there's two movies with the same name, so make sure you get the 2015 version of Intruders, directed by Adam Schindler, like Schindler's List. Yeah. Stars Beth Reesgrad, Letitia Jimeni, and Rory Culkin. Macaulay Culkin's brother? The better Culkin. He's the better one? 
Yeah. Oh, dude, he's a way better actor than okay. Macaulay Culkin. Have you ever seen some of his other stuff? I, I don't know. He was he was like the kid in Science. You remember that movie? Yeah, Science? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just talked about yeah. it. Fucking M Night. Fucking Shiny that's the rating Monkey. system. We have M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Shyamalan Ding Dong. M Night Shiny Monkey. <laughs> so and he's also I think he was in The Good Son and he was the actual oh yeah master son and, yeah and he's also been as an adult in, in a couple movies but he's yeah he's got some. He's got some chaps. He's got no. some acting chaps. Didn't break himself down with heroin. <laughs> no. Have you seen that? Have you seen the Macaulay Culkin? Not to go on a postmortem style rant here, but have you seen that video of Macaulay Culkin talking about Home Alone and it's like a real, like Home Alone actually happened and he's all fucking yeah. down? That's yeah. just fucking funny. He, he's the Uber driver or yeah. something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. So, but back to intruders. So, an agoraphobic woman named Anna played by Reese Graff spends her days taking care of her sick brother. When he dies, she's forced to confront her own fears and focus on herself again. So, little Culkin plays Dan, a Meals on Wheels style delivery guy. You know, Meals on Wheels, that stuff they take to disabled people, like, deliver food to their house, like meals. He has a sense of humor, delivers meals daily to her, her brother, and when he dies, to her. After he dies, she tries to give Dan, when he's making a delivery, a giant bag full of cash just to stay with her and not leave. Like forever, like bundled hun- bundled hundreds and stuff. Oh, and he refuses it. He gets really weirded out, and he's kind of a good guy. So like, he refuses it because he's like, don't want her to take her money, and he's like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. So then her house gets broken into by three thugs who say they know exactly what they're looking for. They realize she is still in the house when they hear a pot of tea start making that noise. You know when it's ready. Right. She gets away from them. And gets out the door, but her her agoraphobia is so strong, she can't leave. So, agoraphobia, as you know, is people who are afraid to go outside, they would stay in their house, that kind of shit, you know? There's a a movie with uh, Sigourney Weaver where she's an agoraphobic... Copycat. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, great Yeah, it's a great 1995 copycat. I actually just watched that the other day. Nice. So, she gets away, but she's too afraid to go. Every time she tries to leave... Or even when they fuck with her and throw her outside. One time they throw her outside and like laugh at her because they know she won't leave. The camera gets all wavy. Okay. With like screeching sound effects in her point of view and shit. Right. Which is actually kind of cool. It's kind of stupid, you know. Very predictable, but it's alright. So. <laughs> Without spoiling everything. <laughs> they throw her outside. She pees her pants. Okay. Right? So she goes outside and Culkin comes back to check on her because he feels bad about not taking the money, all this stuff. Not taking, not about not taking the money, but about leaving her and yeah. So he comes back to check on her and then things go south real fast for the intruders and for him. There's more to this house than it seems. Oh. Yes. Without spoiling it, there are very predictable twists. Beyond that, it's impossible. Okay. The things that happen in this movie... Are so ridiculously impossible. Does does Rory Culkin's brother Macaulay show up and start <laughs> setting traps for the robbers? <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would actually make it better. So. The mechanics and the way things are laid out in no way would happen. Okay, this house has so much inner mechanics and shit. Oh, and it's, it's like, like a Rube Goldberg machine. And... Yeah, it's like a the Adams Family House or something. Okay. Just, it's impossible. Right, it would never fucking happen. So it completely took me out of. And the movie. movie isn't a ridiculous comedy. No, it's, it's supposed to be serious, but right. it's stupid. So the acting is okay, except for the main character. She's completely flat, not convincing at all. Rory Culkin is probably the best performance. Okay. When the twist is explained with a stupid fucking backstory, it gets even worse. Oh, shit. It started out semi-promising, degraded into mediocre, and winded up being below average. 
IMDb gives it 5.6. I think that's too high. The problem with this movie, it's bad writing. Okay. Bad writing compounded with an unlikable lead who is not convincing. And I'd have to give it 4.0. Wow. What's our rating system? 4.0. Um... Shamalama Ding Dong. Yes, right. Four out of ten Shamalama Ding Dong. Sounds like a whole shitload of fuck to me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad. Okay. My movie, my bad movie, is a 2015 supernatural thriller called The Abandoned. It's uh, directed by a guy named Aton Rockaway in his feature film debut and stars Jason Patrick from The Lost Boys. It's just brother. hit Netflix, yeah. Huh? It's like brand new to yeah. Netflix, yeah. Uh, but now that he's older, he looks a lot like Dennis Miller. <laughs> and I actually thought it was Dennis Miller. Was he smoking works. the whole time? That's <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Leary. Uh, oh, yeah, Dennis Leary. Yeah. Leary. Dennis Miller is the guy from uh, Bordello of Blood. Yeah. Underrated. Yeah, a very underrated movie. <laughs> and I, I was like, whoa, Dennis Miller's in another horror movie. Oh, no, that's the older brother from The Lost Boys. <laughs> um, it has Louisa Krauss in it, who was Ava in Ava's Possessions. Ah, fuck that movie. And Mar- Ava's Possessions is a fucking stinker. Yeah, I haven't even watched it yet. Ugh. And Mark Margulis, who was the ass-to-ass guy from Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> ass-to-ass! <laughs> Alright, that's probably the best part of the movie, huh? <laughs> so, the story is that a young woman with psychic powers that have been mistaken for mental illness gets a job doing night security at a derelict building that turns out to be a former asylum for sick, deformed, and mentally damaged children. As the woman explores the building, she encounters ghosts of the children that terrorize her while uncovering secrets about her own past. Uh, There are a couple good things about it. The set for this movie is very, very cool. They found some awesome-ass building to shoot it in, and they made it look really neat. Uh, The music and sound was decent, and there were a couple decent jump scares in it. But shitty dialogue, phoned-in acting from the main leads, and just plain bad acting from all the minor minor characters. Only the ass-to-ass guy seemed to give a shit about his part. Did he say it? No, he, he, fuck, he should have. That would have pissed me he, off. He's like a crazy homeless person in this. <laughs> uh, that would make more sense. He's just like, ass to ass. They're like, sir, this is McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, double quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> ass to ass. Yeah, uh, everyone else just seemed to not give a shit. It was just like, oh, we're going to make this movie and make some money and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, kind of like that old 37 movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awful makeup. Crap prosthetics, shitty B-movie gore effects that looked even crappier because it was filmed in HD. And it wasn't trying to be, like, cute and funny with the gore. It was, they were trying to be very serious with these deformed children, but it seriously looks like someone went and bought a Halloween mask at the 99 cent store, cut a piece off of it, and fucking glued it on someone's face. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, That's why you gotta film it in, back in the old school way. Yeah, if it was filmed <laughs> grittier, possibly. Yeah. Um, while there were a couple good jump scares, they were kind of pointless. It was just like... Here's a creepy thing with no further reason behind it. I call it the eek toast effect. Eek toast? Yeah, like you're, it's, things pop out just for the sake of popping out. Like toast popping out of a toaster. Like, <laughs> eek toast! <laughs> eek toast. Yeah, and you, you, like you flail your arms when you do it. Yeah. Um, the movie tried to go for that rundown, claustrophobic Silent Hill feel and succeeded to some degree, but the atmosphere wasn't enough to make up for the minutes upon minutes upon minutes of this chick just wandering around in the dark saying, Is anybody here? It seemed to go on forever oh, God. doing that. Um, there was a minor detail in it that really fucking bugged me. There's a part where they watch on YouTube a news report from the 1980s, 
And it was basically based on that uh, Geraldo Rivera um, mental hospital expose where he went into the mental hospitals and found people like sitting in their own shit and getting beaten to death and yeah. being starved and stuff like that. But the problem was the video that they watched was shot in totally modern HD and didn't look like it was from the 80s. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that, that's... See, they could have even done it in post, really. Yeah. If they only had one camera, yeah, it was they could have just... put it in post and put some film grain yeah, and shit on something. it. something. Tweak the colors... Something. It was just, it was lazy amateur filmmaking, like, at its worst. Um, the story flirted with the idea that maybe she's crazy and not actually seeing ghosts, but only for, like, two minutes and then totally disregarded it. Um, for me, a good ghost story is about the ghost dropping hints to the living to help them uncover secrets. And this didn't have any of that. It was just like, ooh, spooky ghosts, spooky things are happening, oh, now she's getting chased. Dude, it's gonna kill you yeah. when she sees you put holes in her designer sheets. <laughs> Yeah, there, there was a twist at the end, but it was just like, and now here's a thing, and it was totally out of left field. Yeah, like the the ghost didn't didn't foreshadow anything. It was just I, totally shoehorned in there. Just the art for it on Netflix, I was like, nope. Yeah, and also the thing about the twist ending is that it completely invalidated the existence of some of the characters in the movie, and it was clearly like, we have these actors, we have the extra gore effects, and we need to put another ten minutes in the movie. So yeah. let's do this. Um, they tried to do sort of like an abstract story using archetypes, but if you're going to do that, you have to know how archetypes fucking work. You got to read some Carl Jung, you got to watch some Lucifer Valentine or something, <laughs> a- a- anything to understand that you can't just be like, this thing represents her fear and it has nothing to do with anything that she's actually afraid of. Yeah. Uh, it was it was bullshit. A spider. It was just, yeah, it was just <laughs> fucking ham handed bullshit. So. This movie tried to be like a psychological harrowing story like uh, Jacob's Ladder, but failed because it never actually addressed any of the characters' real trauma or issues. And it just felt like they were like, okay, we're going to make a movie now. Yeah. And that was it. Netflix needs to stop getting these shitty movies. Like, I, I the horror seen, content has went so downhill. Yeah, IFC After Midnight is just cranking out these fucking bullshit movies. Yeah. Uh, and, and now when you start up a movie you, and you see that IFC After Midnight... You know that there's a 75 percent chance that it's going to be utter bullshit. Yeah, but at least it wasn't found footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So my total synopsis is: pretty sets and good camera work were not enough to save this convoluted mess of a poorly scripted film. Yet another case of an amateur writer director's reach exceeding his grasp while he tries to tell a psychological story without first understanding psychology. And I'm giving this mother 2.5 out of 10. M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Shyamalama Ding Dong. It's pretty bad. It sucked. I almost turned it off, but then I realized I was three quarters through it. And I'm yeah, like, you're like, fuck, I'm going to review it. Yeah. I, I must at least finish it, give it its due, yeah. so I can shit on it and have a clean conscience. And the thing is, when I got to the ending and there was the big twist, I was really hoping that that would save it, but it just made it worse. Like, it would have been a better movie if I hadn't seen the ending. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well... My good movie, 2015, written and directed by Andreas Schwab, Tom, or Tom, Andreas Tom Schwab, Andreas Schwab, Tom, depending on if you look at IMDb or the credits, it's, this is a movie that was made in Germany, okay, but it's filmed in dubbed, there's, okay, so it's very, without going further, it's hard to explain to you that it's in English and uh, German. Okay. And it's very easy for them to do that because okay. this movie is called FPS, First Person Shooter. Okay. 
So you heard about this movie, Hardcore Henry, right? Coming out? Yeah. Where it's all filmed in first person. It's supposed to be... Like the electric maniac movies that was already made. Well, this this was before this Hardcore Henry thing. What okay. was the other one you said? The remake of, of Maniac with Elijah Woods. It's not all in first person, though. Most of it is. But not all of yeah. it. This, okay, so... Yeah, this, this is in first person except for the cutscenes. Okay. Because this movie is a early 90s video game. Okay. It is fucking awesome. It's a tribute to Wolfenstein, Doom, Quake, Duke Nukem, things wow. like that. That's cool. And it's yeah, I love it. It's extremely low budget, mm-hmm. extremely. But just like a video game, when the same guy keeps coming at you over and over, remember they use the different sprites, and it's the same right. monster attacking you. Yeah, I've actually so you reuse my, monsters yeah. and stuff, but it's okay because there's different levels of monsters right. and they attack. <laughs> I've been playing old school Doom on my iPad. There's actually a fourth level for it if you download it for iPad, designed by American McGee, who did that cool Alice game. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, it's just it's just such an awesome throwback to see like rooms full of the same monster. Yeah, it's just the same dude over and over again. <laughs> yeah. So this opens up with a game menu. At the beginning, it's like new game options, controls, audio, like dude, 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 and eight bit like regular Nintendo. It's like Wolfenstein 3D. So. It opens up with you know how when you played an old school like Nintendo game, some it would be like the president's been abducted by ninjas. Yeah. So we gotta go save him, you know, at the beginning. So it's a news guy doing a headline at the beginning, but he's super eight bit horrible animation. Okay. You know? <laughs> and he and he's saying that don't go near infected people, they're contagious. And when they die, their bodies disappear within a minute. <laughs> like a fucking video game. Right. So when they die, they die and then they slowly morph out. And that's, then it's just the ground. That's great. It is fucking great. This guy had such great creativity. He didn't have a budget, but the creativity and right. the humor is fucking awesome. So, You ever see that movie Frankenstein's Army? Yeah. The last yeah. part of that felt like a video game, too, because it was mostly done in first yeah, person. Yeah, that's streaming on Netflix. This one is hard to track down. Okay. Uh, I don't think it ever got a proper release. Gotcha. So you can get it on the internet. I assume you have but, a copy of it? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to check it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... So then you get a message from the president in the 8-bit thing still. And the president, it, sh- it all it does is it shows the White House, you know, like uh-huh. all 8-bit style. And it's a voiceover by a guy that's definitely impersonating Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and he even says like, ah, oh, they're here. Get to the chopper. <laughs> get down. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> so it's cuts to animated sequence like a game to where it shows a little uh, Jeep driving like, you know, like you're going to get to the first level before you enter the level. <laughs> so, within the first five minutes of this movie, I was fucking in. I was in. So, you talk occasionally, kind of like Duke Nukem, like you, the guy. It's I, I refer to the character as you because it's all first person. Right. So, he talks occasionally like uh, Duke Nukem style, like making these stupid jokes, you the know, ripping off Duke Nukem one-liners, yeah. Army of Darkness one-liners, you know. Uh, Doom, like ripping off one-liners from I'm different games rip and off shit. Your head and shit down your yeah, neck. that kind of shit. Groovy. <laughs> when he finds a chainsaw, yeah, Groovy. like Ash. <laughs> so it's filmed with cutscenes like a game, and it even says like auto save at the bottom and shit. That's awesome. And there's levels like it's like level one, and it's like level one completed, hundred percent, blah blah blah. And there's like a health meter at the bottom of the screen. It pops up every once in a while when you get hurt. It's a health meter, like an ammo, and there's fucking key cards. That's great. And items like <laughs> that you need to get. Uh-huh. And when you pick up an item, when he goes to the like to go get it, that it, it, the item disappears, and then it shows you have it. 
like you know in a video game when you grab it just your eyes and you grab it and it's just gone and you have it instantly yeah it does that shit he goes up to doors and tries to open them and he goes this door is locked <laughs> you know, like an old school video game yeah. where it's like, to, to let you know it's locked, you have to say it out loud, this door is locked. <laughs> it's awesome. That's fantastic. He even does the Duke Nukem tribute where he pees in the urinal and goes, ah, much better. <laughs> and he has that voice too, yeah. like that, like the voice of Duke Nukem and those kind of characters. It's like a deep, growly yeah. voice, you know, the classic yeah, 80s movie badass. At his 80s movie badass. So the pregnant, the, uh, this the the pregnant the uh, the plot is that your pregnant wife Linda has been captured by a ruthless scientist who created a devastating virus. To rescue her, you have to fight through old rotten experimental clinic, armed to the teeth, one level after another, right through the dark, decayed guts of this evil complex. Unfortunately, you don't have much time because that dom. The bomb at dawn, the bomb will drop, and the whole area will be eradicated. Wow, that's what it says on IMDb. Okay, so it's like the plot of a video game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is how low budget films need to be made. Yeah, it's funny, it's entertaining. My only complaint is it would have been better uh, if instead of an hour and twenty minutes, it was like half an hour or forty five. Okay, that thing of you know the joke because the joke worth then a little bit, and there was a lot of walking around and that kind of stuff at one point, you know, and then you get to a certain point. That it's like, okay, well, what else is there? Yeah. So I, I loved it. I'll probably never watch it again. It's kind of like a one watch, but you got, you guys got to see it. If you're, if you're a fan, if you're a, you know, if you were born in the eighties, grew up in the nineties and played those games, or even if you just love it, Doom, Quake, Duke Nukem, that kind of shit. This is a fucking tribute. This movie is a tribute. That's awesome. And it's amazing. It's the only thing this guy ever made. Huh. It's all he needed. It's a passion project. Yeah. It's all he needed to do. <laughs> so IMDb gives it 4.3. I'm going to give it 7.5. M. Night Shamalama Ding Dongs. Nice. Yeah. I want to see this. Yeah. You, you got to check it out. Yeah, it it, like it's worth watching. And uh, fuck Hardcore Henry. I could never watch that movie. Just the preview of that. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. I was like, that's. It's for basically ripping off a first person shooter I'm like I don't want to see it yeah. was this it a movie is, called Gamer a couple of years ago with uh, one of those big name actors in it that was sort of a first person shooter too I don't know I've never heard of that one but this like in it, so the hardcore Henry thing is just ripping it off trying to steal from it uh-huh. this is like a tribute right. this is like a guy who obviously he knows all these games and he's obsessed with them yeah. to the point where he made this movie I don't know if he's necessarily like obsessed with filmmaking he's uh-huh. obsessed with first person shooters of the 90s right so and this is his sort of tribute to them. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. And, and the main character is really cool. It's like I gotta go save my wife first. I'm gonna put on my protective gear. And he opens a closet and he's got like a black hockey mask and like motorcycle gear. And he grabs it and instantly it shows him and his arms moving and he's got his gloves on and they creak. <laughs> and he goes and there's like there's shotguns, chainsaws, pistols, nice. fucking axes. How's the shit. gore? Uh, the gore. So the the actual creatures and shit are not that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you could tell there's masks. There's masks being used with some gore to hide the seams and shit. Right. But there's a lot of, uh, like, you. so say, let's say you, uh, you shoot this guy in the face. Well, blood will spray on the camera mm-hmm. and then slowly fade out like a game. That's like cool. To where, like, he hits him with the, yeah. you know, he hits him with the axe and blood sprays in your face. Blood goes, like, conventional gore and stuff is on the ground and stuff. Uh-huh. But blood will spray in your face and then slowly fade out to a clear shot. He wipes it sometimes. Sometimes he'll wipe 
like the field of vision and uh-huh. get the blood off. Other times it'll just spray on your face and then slowly fade away. That's cool. like a video game. Yeah. You know? So I like that. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I recommend it. Yeah. FPS, first person shooter. Cool. My good movie is one that I know you've seen because you recommended it to me. Dude Bro Party Massacre Three. Oh yes, it's a uh, 2015 horror comedy. Directed by Tom Jacobson and Michael Rousselet, created by contributors to the College Humor website, with cameo appearances by Patton Oswalt, Larry King, porn star Nina Hartley, and Andrew W.K. Yeah. So the story, for those who have not seen it, is that this is a lost movie from the 1980s, quote-unquote. Film like VHS. Yeah. 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 The, the whole setup is that... Square. Yeah. And, and that President Reagan banned this movie. And the only copy that exists was recorded off of a midnight movies cable access show. Yeah. So, so there's commercials. Yeah, there, there's little snippets of commercials, and it, it, the, the tape fucks up every once in a while, and there's grittiness. And then every once in a while, it interspersed these family movies. Like, someone filmed their little kid, their kid playing in the yard. Yeah. And, like, he recorded it over these family movies. Yeah. Um, and in the story, a group of douchey, self-absorbed fat brothers... Go to a house by the lake to drink beer, bro out, engage in vaguely homoerotic behavior, and celebrate being dudes. Yeah. Their festivities are cut short when they are stalked and killed by the evil Motherface, a sadistic murderer who has seemingly returned from the grave. Now, keep in mind, the movie, the title of this movie is Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Supposedly, not in real life, but supposedly there were two other movies. Yeah, so this is like... It's filmed like a sequel. Like yeah. Everyone knows who, who this is and yeah. is scared. And in the, in the beginning... They talk about the first two movies and show some of the kills. Yeah, and talk about who Motherface is. That then the first movie, Motherface was a, uh, a sorority house dorm mother who got burned half to death in a panty raid gone bad because she could never. No one ever taught her how to open doors. Yeah, and then in the second supposed movie, it was her daughter who cut her face off after they killed her and wore it. Yeah, and then in the third movie, it's someone wearing her face again. Yeah, and this this movie is not for everyone. You have to appreciate. Trauma and shit like that. You have to appreciate, like, if you've seen the movie Terra Firma and you like that, you will love yeah. this movie. I, I thought this movie was fucking hilarious. It is. It's like, funny. It starts out silly and then it, it ramps up into the realm of total insanity by the time it's over. Yeah. Uh, the comedy is only equaled by the splatter. There's buckets of blood from beginning to end. And uh, though the jokes are completely absurd, it never falls into the trap of randomness for the sake of randomness. Like, Every weird joke makes sense within the context of the movie, whether it's something that's spoofing the tropes of 80s slasher movies or just some fucking weird gag. Nothing feels like it's forced or trying to be funny. It's just like, that's fucking weird and hilarious. The funniest part is the fucking nerdy cop. I, I, I love the nerdy uh, cop. When he does the coke, what yeah. does he say? Uh, so, <laughs> I am an immortal fuck machine! Yeah, I am an immortal fuck machine. <laughs> um, every, I thought every character in the movie was great. Uh, they're caricatures of 80s movies archetypes, but they're still kind of fleshed out with their own motivations. Like, even the one-off characters still feel real, even though they're totally just jokes. And there are two characters that weren't fleshed out, but that was the joke, is that they were the one-dimensional characters who were just there to die. Yeah. Um, every line was perfectly timed. Uh, the, the comedy was great. Uh, I, I personally thought the strongest character was Turbo. Because he's like the douchey, paddle-happy frat boy, but he's also got a sensitive side. Yeah, that's funny. And his yeah. name is spelled T-U-R-B-A-U-X. Yeah. Turbo. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. <laughs> and his whole thing about the dog dicks and all that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it for a while. I saw it uh, when it first came out. and uh, I had a, had a sling it your way. I knew yeah. you'd appreciate it. I've watched it three times. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, every kill in the movie is creative, and, and they get increasingly absurd with the murders. 
so there's no boring repetition. Everything's jokey, but it's also really fucking gruesome. Like, no punches are pulled in this movie. Well, and also the fact is, like, okay, so it's obviously doesn't have an extremely high budget. Right. But it's filmed in a way that it's like a better 80s movie, like one of the better gore in an 80s movie yeah. that actually looks pretty good. Like, Friday the 13th right. Tales, it's kind of like that. Yeah, the gore's good, and they use... They, they didn't do much digital. There was a little bit here and there. But they used miniatures for things. Like, nobody ever uses yeah, miniatures anymore. Yeah. And, I, and it just totally, like, brought me into that feel. Yeah. The, the, there's a flooded town. Uh, the, the lake that they're in is atop a flooded town. And there's a scene where someone dies and floats to the bottom. And you see the town. And it's a miniature with this wavy water effect over it. And I was just like, wow, that's, they put some fucking effort into this. Yeah. You know, this wasn't yeah. just some guys fucking around. Um, the camera work, the film stock and filters, the costumes, the he- sets, the hairstyles, everything was just totally 80s. The attention to detail that they yeah. put into this was fucking oh, yeah. phenomenal. Um, and uh, I thought that the uh, the commercial breaks were actually one of the highlights of the movie. Yeah, me too. Because they got increasingly weird too yeah. as it went on. And there was like a, a fake commercial for uh, you know the 80s creature movies for Pizza Monster. Yeah. And there was the weird orange juice commercial where the orange juice tree breaks through the wall. Yeah. Uh, and then it just gets... Like, that's just where the starting point. Yeah, it's like trauma esque, but uh, better than most trauma movies. Like, yeah. You know, it, it's got that kind of vibe to where it's obviously over the top, yeah. and but it's done in a way that it's very good. It's, right. it's, you know, it's done really well, and it's done, if you're a fan of these 80s horror movies, yeah. and if you like horror comedy like we do, yeah. this is something that you need to see. Yeah, it's, I, like I said, I've watched it multiple times, and there's nothing. I can actually critique about it. You know, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give it if the sound effect is ready. Ten out of ten. M Night Shyamalan Ding Dongs. Ten out of ten. Shyamalan Ding Dongs. Yep. I usually, you know, I usually don't watch a movie. If I watch a movie multiple times, it's like months apart. Yeah. But I watched it, and then I showed it to a friend. And then the next day, I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie again. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing better to do. Let's watch them. Dude, bro, Party yeah. Massacre 3. Yeah. And I, I hope that the people who make this go on to make many more movies. Yeah, me too. I hope it's not like uh, my my good movie where, obviously, yeah. this guy's not been doing anything. <laughs> well, a lot of these guys are involved in the college humor skits. Yeah. So that's that's how they got packed. They're doing more like horror-ish stuff. stuff on there now, too. Are so, they? Yeah. Nice. I, I haven't looked at the website in probably a year, but... Every once in a while, something comes across, you know, Facebook or whatever, and, and it's pretty funny. These are, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. So check it out, Dude Bro Party Massacre Three, and we'll be back with the top five holiday horrors after this. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Hi. It's us. We're not a sponsor. We have no sponsor this week. So we're self-sponsoring. We're, we're masturbating ourselves all over your ears. We're coming in your ear pussy. Sponsoring off. <laughs> so there's something really important we need to talk about. And it's puppies. It's not puppies. But we're going to keep this to a minimum. Okay. This is a short commercial. Tangent commercials. No tangent Do in you, the commercial. you know about tangents? So we need your help. We need you to rate us, review us, and share this podcast with your friends. If you listen your enemies. Share it with your enemies. Yeah, share, share it with people you hate. Punish them. Yeah, with our voices. Make them make them listen to it. Yeah. And also, give us a five star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, 
Subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, YouTube. Like it on YouTube. SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter. We only have like three Twitter followers right now. Because we don't ever have a tweet. What what matters most is getting this out into more ear holes. We need your help for that. Letting people know about it. Letting people know about it. So also if you're our, our friend or our follower on the Facebook there, make sure you click the notifications. Get first because we're not going to pay for those ads so you see everything. You got to... You gotta work for it. Yeah, click share. We give you this shit for free. And if you want to hear more about Doug Jones, because really that's what this is all about, yeah. <laughs> click that share. <laughs> all right. Well, this has went on for way too long, and we appreciate you listening to Postmortem. Yeah, we're back with the top five holiday horrors. Top five holiday horror movies. Yep. Um, movies that are horror movies that involve the holidays. Horror movies about holidays. Horror movies about holidays. Oh, horror movies regarding holidays. <laughs> <laughs> holidays may or may not be involved with some of horror these movies. Horror movies, RE colon, holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got the top five. I went first last time. Okay. Why don't you go first? Uh, my number five is a, a recent entry into the holiday horror genre. Okay. Uh, directed by Michael Doherty called Krampus. Yeah. It's a Christmas holiday movie, horror, horror movie. Horror and, comedy. Yeah. And it was it was very good. And any parts about it that I doubted were more than made up for by the way the movie ended. I liked it. Yeah? I did. And at first, I thought it was going to be terrible. Yeah, especially because it's PG-13. Yeah. And just, you know, it was totally mainstream. I thought it was going to be horrible. Yeah. But it's got the the guy from that does the singing and Step Brothers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and he's good. Yeah. He's good in everything that he's and in. All the puppets. And all the monsters were puppets. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I was really impressed with it. I actually watched it with the kids and uh, they enjoyed it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so a good little family holiday horror thing. I'll definitely be showing that to someone else's kids at some point. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is a movie I know you're a fan of. Yeah. Trick or Treat. My number one. It's your number one? Fact. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we'll wait to talk about it then. Also directed by Michael Doherty. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe that's <laughs> how he got the other holiday yeah. movie. <laughs> All right, we'll wait to talk about it then. Okay. Uh, my number four is Leprechaun, directed by Mark Jones. Oh, yeah. St. Patrick's Day Horror with Warwick Davis. I guess you could say that it was on my honorable mentions because it's not really about St. Patrick's Day, right? There's not, It's not St. Patrick's Day during the movie. I don't even remember. I just know the leprechaun is fucking awesome. That's, that's, <laughs> well, that's, that's all that really matters. Is I, I, I will, I will see your leprechaun, and I'll agree with you if we can say that it's leprechaun in the hood. And I, there is, <laughs> I love leprechaun in the hood when he pulls the bat out yeah. of his afro. Yeah, and then the leprechaun rap at the end. Lep in the hood, come to do no good. That's right. Come yeah. to do no good. And Warwick Davis is fucking hilarious in that movie. But you know what? Fuck the leprechaun movie with Hornswoggle in it. Yeah, that, that movie fucking sucks. Movie. That movie was that, that movie was a one. They no, it was a zero. They took everything. I can't even finish it. They took everything good out of the movie and yeah. replaced it and made him look terrible. Yeah, he looks like he looks like an angry turd. There's no one liners. Yeah, there's, there's no, no comedy. comedy. That'd be like if they made remade Nightmare on Elm Street with a different Freddy and took the comedy out of it. Yeah. That's oh wait, they did idea. that. <laughs> Yeah, and you couldn't even tell it was Hornswoggle in the costume. It could have been a fucking three-year-old boy, for all that mattered. 
<laughs> Fucking horn. Terrible ass movie. But Leprechaun, Leprechaun in the Hood, Leprechaun Lep in Space, <laughs> Leprechaun in Vegas, Des Moines, fucking Iowa, however many goddamn sequels <laughs> and, there were. And the first one's good. It's uh, Jennifer Anderson's first movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and the guy who plays, uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays the, the retarded friend of mm. the kid killed it. Yeah, that guy was good. Even the kid killed it. Yeah. I, the first one's great. That, you know, believe it or not, my daughter. You know, we've watched quite a few horror movies together. Yeah. That was the one movie, Leprechaun 1, where I had to turn it off. Yeah. She couldn't hang with Leprechaun. You ever see the uh, the Wayne's World sketch where Garth's scared of the Leprechaun? And uh-huh. Wayne would take the shot with the flashlight and put it under his face and go, I'm the Leprechaun! I'm the <laughs> Leprechaun! And Garth would freak out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never saw that. That's good shit. That is funny. It's like future fat bastard coming out of Mike Myers, too. So. All right. My number four is a movie I recommended to you that actually I reviewed called Holidays. Yes, I have it. I have not watched it yet. You gotta see it. It encompasses all the holidays. Some are better than others. It is one of those movies that's... uh, Some of the parts aren't as good, but the sum is good. Right. You know, some of the parts are amazing, but it... Some of them aren't that great, but it has all the holidays. And we're talking even like, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, that kind of like... It's got those kind of... Yeah, Kwanzaa, Arbor Day. The trees are killing people in Arbor Day. Is there seriously a Kwanzaa? No, oh, okay. no I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> President's Day, Abraham Lincoln's back, and he's pissed. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend Holidays. Uh, my favorite one was uh, the one that was actually directed by Kevin Smith, the Halloween segment, mm. which doesn't involve what you think. You think Halloween would be the easiest? Right. doesn't involve that. Uh, Easter is pretty cool too with the Easter but nice it's very disturbing so cool it's my number four my number three very very underrated movie actually gets shit on by a lot of people but I really like it Halloween 3 Season of the Witch okay I it's good but it's not it's different it's not yeah. it, it'd almost be better if they made that not Halloween 3 that's 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 I the problem killed it is yeah. people wanted more Michael Myers and didn't get it yeah in, in terms of like Grasping and and depicting the tone of Halloween, like it feels like Halloween when you're watching it. Yeah, it's, and it feels specifically like Halloween in the '80s. It was very much a throwback to my childhood, except I didn't have masks that made worms come out of my head. <laughs> yeah, no, Halloween Three is a good movie. It's just it should have been called something else. Yeah, it, just it, Season of the Witch by itself. Season yeah. of the Witch, yeah, would have been cool. So. Yeah, and and it's got a cult following, even amongst the horror community. There's people, there's people that uh, talk shit about it, you mm-hmm. know. But a lot of people like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's... I, I, I think in terms of the Halloween franchise, it may be my favorite in the franchise. Wow. Even though Michael Myers isn't in it at all. Yeah, of, of the Michael Myers movies, I think I prefer the second one to the first one. Yeah, but, I like one and two and six. Yeah, so, and six was great too. Six yeah. was actually the first Halloween movie I ever saw. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right, my number three... I don't know if you've seen it or not. I hope you have. I don't think it's ever came up on the postmortem show. Mm. It's a recent movie, but it was before I saw it before we started doing this. It's called All Hallows Eve. You seen that? Yes. You saw it with Art the Clown. Yeah. The creepiest clown of all time. Yeah, yeah, that guy's pretty, pretty, pretty gnarly. And the different segments: the alien, the fucking demons in the subway with the birth and shit. That is a great movie. All Hallows Eve. It is. By far one of the creepiest movies I've seen. Yeah, and that, a very good anthology movie. Yeah, anthology, good anthology yeah. movie. The creep factor, though, too. Art the Clown has the creep factor down. Oh, yeah. I can't I can't even remember another movie since or be, before in recent times 
that had that creep factor down like all hell. Yeah, yeah, they really got that. They did. It was fucking disturbing. Yeah, it's good shit. Word number two. Number two. My number two is Gremlins. It's a Christmas movie directed by Joe Dante. My number two is also Gremlins. Nice. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people, you know, they remember Gremlins as more of a family movie, but it's really fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's hilarious. In the sequel, eh. I liked it. It's all right. I liked the Hulk Hogan part when you saw it in the theater. <laughs> it, it, that wasn't in the uh, the original VHS release. They changed it to a, a John Wayne thing, where the the in the theater version, like the film fucks up, and then Hulk Hogan comes onto the screen dressed like an usher, talking about how the Gremlins are fucking with the film in the in the projection booth. Really? Yeah. And you know we got to deal with these Gremlins, brother. <laughs> and then in the VHS version, they took that part out and turned it to the tape track and got fucked up because the gremlins were in your VCR. Uh-huh. And they redubbed some scenes from a John Wayne movie. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. yeah. But I love Gremlins. Yeah, the Mogwai. It's, yeah. it's a great movie that you can watch, even like I said, with uh, like graphics, with your kids. Yeah. It's you know? a good good horror comedy. And Joe Dante really captures the, the feeling of being a kid really well in his movies. Yeah, uh, definitely. Even though Billy was almost an adult in the movie, it's still... Yeah, he is an adult, kid, but yeah. yeah, the whole yeah, the whole thing, and of course you got a uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High booby girl. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Hottie. What's her name again? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Uh, the thing, the Phoebe one, Cates. Phoebe, yeah, Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Right. The one thing that I always remember, the, fir- or the first thing that I always remember when I think about Gremlins is... Deagle, 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 when they're in front of Mrs. Deagle's house. What about that? Is that the bitch from the bank? Yeah, with the yeah. chair that goes up her yeah. stairs. No, is that the? It's the same one from the bank. The fucking evil ass girl that goes in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that bitch. That's <laughs> one of the top. You know, we're talking about doing our douchebag characters. You deserve yeah. to die. She would be on the list. Oh yeah, and she gets fucked up. So yeah, it's very funny too. Yeah, it's very satisfying. Yeah, it is. It it delivers. <laughs> I've heard that they're talking about remaking it. Uh, I really hope not. Why don't they just make Gremlins three? Yeah, you it's know? really easy to make a sequel. Yeah. I just hope that if they do it, they keep them puppets. I don't want fucking CG Gremlins and CG Gizmo running around. You know that's what they're going to do. Dude. Yeah, they, you know, unless it's Joe Dante or something. Yeah, know? you know that's what they're going to do. They're going to fuck it up. They're taking our childhood. They're flushing it down the shit. They're molesting our inner child. They are. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. When I watch movies, these remakes and shit. Yep. It's like they're molesting my inner child. Yep. Straight up. Number one. You're number one? My number one is Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. It's Sam. Fan-fucking-tastic movie. It's pretty good, yeah. I, I think I think every segment in it is good. Every segment holds up. because it's Good an anthology. anthology. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the reasons that it holds up so well is because it was the same director for every piece. Uh-huh. It was just little mini-movies. that he was Instead of being with split like ABC's A Dad, yeah. or even like, uh, well, I don't know if Al-Holos was like that, or uh, Holidays was yeah. like that. Or it's different directors. Right. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's all tied together by Sam and the the story about the, the the bus full of kids and the dude who hates Halloween getting tormented and just all the stuff. It's, everything about it is so satisfying. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't watch it for a long time because I thought it had a stupid title because I hated how it was trick or treat. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be fucking and, insipid. And until you know who Sam is and you just see that image that says trick or treat and it has the picture of Sam, I'm like, I'm I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Thought it was gonna be like a little killer doll or some shit, right? Kind of that thing. Yeah, and it was not. Yeah, it was actually good. It was a creepy ass little little motherfucker in a yeah. burlap suit. <laughs> and another friend of mine was like, "No, you got to see this movie." And he he has good taste. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And it stuck with me. 
I'm, I was glad to be wrong about that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, sometimes it's good to be wrong. <laughs> so, are we down to my number one? Yes. Okay, so, listeners, <laughs> wow, back. We did another list where I had a controversial number one. I know what this is going to be. Dom <laughs> agreed with it. Yeah. When I gave my top five good guys, and my number one, beating out Ash, who was number two, my number one good guy was Ernest P. Worrell from a little movie we like to call Ernest Scared Stupid. The only reason it's not on my list is I knew it was going to be on yours. He knew it was going to be my number one. <laughs> yep. Ernest Scared Stupid is the greatest holiday horror movie of all time. You could <laughs> it, say it's it his greatest not a horror movie? cinematic masterpiece <laughs> It is of a masterpiece time. of cinema. 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 <laughs> Ever since moving pictures came about. This is what Thomas Edison envisioned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When he invented the talkie. <laughs> I would like to see an Ernest Scared Stupid remake with directed by Werner Herzog or something and being completely ultra serious. Straight up serious. <laughs> Starring Sir Kenneth Branagh as Ernest P. Worrell. <laughs> Starring Michael Shannon as Ernest P. Worrell. <laughs> yeah. Robert De Niro. <laughs> so, Ernest Scared Stupid. It's great. It's fun for the whole family. I love the little troll monsters in it. Yeah. yeah, holiday horror movies are like essentially most of them are somewhat kid esque. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have that childlike feeling, like you were talking about. For sure. And this movie to me is a staple of my childhood. Absolutely. I love Ernest Scared Stupid the most out of anything related to the holidays, besides my first honorable mention, which might have been on my list if it wasn't a TV episode and not a movie. Uh, I used to have a VHS tape that I, a friend of mine dubbed for me, and it had Ernest Scared Stupid on it. And it had Spaced Invaders. Did you ever see that one? Mm-mm. It came out right around the same time. It's one of those 1980s creature features with these like surfer bro aliens who come down from space. And they're, they're, <laughs> spaced they're Invaders? Spaced Invaders, yeah. <laughs> there's a, you know, hey, watch it, you're drinking bleach! You know, there's all kinds of stupid shit that happens yeah. in it. And just those two movies, because I always watch them back to back, just hold such a special place in my heart yeah. for, you know, weirdness. Yeah, for sure. So I love me some Ernest. I was Ernest last last Halloween. You were thinking about holidays. That was my costume. <laughs> know what I mean, bro? All right, let's hit some honorable mentions. Did you ever see the movie he did, uh, The Riddle of the Gloom Beam? Uh-uh. Do you remember his character, Dr. Otto, that he used to play on his TV show? He was like the mad scientist with a hand on top of his head. What TV show? He had a TV show called Hey Vern, It's Ernest. Really? You never saw that? No, I never saw it. It ran for like two or three seasons. I saw the... Uh, I saw the commercials, but I never okay. saw the TV show. I didn't know no existed. Yeah, I'm a huge Ernest fan. The show was called Hey Vern, It's Ernest, and it was like a sketch comedy show with Ernest tying everything together, playing different characters like he does in Ernest. Yes, yeah. the 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 wow, old Doctor to... Otto. And yeah, you should check out Doctor Otto. Hey Vern, It's Ernest. Yeah, and Doctor Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. That was actually, I think, the first movie he made, and it's it's trauma movie bad, but it's like a trauma movie starring Ernest. Wow, seven point seven on IMDb. Dr. Otto? No, uh... The show? Uh, yeah, the show. Okay. Wow. I, I need to fucking check that yeah, shit out. I don't even know if it's available on DVD or anything. I think it only ran two or three seasons. Um, it kind of coasted in on the, uh, the wave that Pee-wee's Playhouse started. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking at I'm looking it up right now on IMDb. It says 1988, so I think it's only one season. Okay. It's good shit. Yeah. My dad's a clown. That was one of the sketches on there. Like, it's normal family, but the dad's a clown, and he's always putting pies in people's faces to embarrass his kids. 
Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> so, honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Fire them away. You go first. Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. Mardi Gras. Yep. Indeed. April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. Yeah. Another movie list. that I like very much but didn't make my list. Thanks, Killing. Yeah, it's on my list. Killer well. Turkey. Yeah. Great movie. Or Poultry Guys. Poultry, poultry Guys is good too, yeah. <laughs> um, Halloween, of course. Yeah. And Halloween, too. Uh, Black Christmas was a Christmas slasher movie that actually predated Halloween. Everyone yeah. thinks that Halloween is the first slasher movie. There were others out there. It was just yeah. the first big one. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's also my honorable mentions. We're going to have a lot of content yeah. over there. Silent Night, Deadly Night, yep. classic movie. Yeah. New Year's Evil, fucking classic movie. Yep. Nightmare Before Christmas, goes without saying. And a movie that I love to hate because it's so bad, but I'll watch it over and over again. The Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> fucking Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Busey. Is that your last one? Yep. I, I, ended on, I ended on Gary Busey. So my first one is the Tales from the Crypt episode and All Through the House. Was it a state mental patient dressed up like Santa? Huh. I don't remember that one. You don't remember? That's the no. best Tales from the Crypt ever. Huh. So this woman kills her husband out in the snow. And here's this broadcast that an insane guy has escaped from the insane asylum, mm-hmm. and he's dressed up like Santa, blah, blah, blah. Well, he stalks her, and uh, he invades the house, all the stuff. They fight, they fight outside, all the stuff. And she has a daughter. Well, eventually, at the end, Mommy, you said Santa wasn't coming to the morning. He did come, and I let him in. And then it shows him with the axe. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Wow. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. the best Tales from yeah. the Grip episode, dude. That's I'm cool. Surprised you that would have been on my list if it wasn't for that it was TV and not uh, actual bread. Right. So. Krampus, Thanksgiving, Black Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Halloween, Jack Frost. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not the one with Michael Keaton. No. <laughs> not a, and then that scene when she's in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Horny Snowman. Horny Snowman. My Bloody Valentine. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, that's Valentine's Day. You ever seen a movie called P2? No, never heard of it. It takes place on Christmas Eve in a parking garage, and it's insane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy from American Beauty that has a camera that follows people around is an insane guy that works at this parking garage and stalks this woman. Yeah, I remember It's a that. great movie. I, yeah. th- I thought it was pretty good. forgot that was a holiday one. Um, if you want to talk holidays, we got Creep Show. Yeah. It's Father's Day, but he'll, yeah. And I want Two episodes in a row. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, come on, okay, it's Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam. Never heard of that. It's Uncle Sam. It's 4th of July, and Uncle Sam is killing people <laughs> in a mask. It's fucking... It's terrible. Sounds like it. <laughs> also mentioned previously on a separate episode, Santa Slay <laughs> with Bill Goldberg. That's right. The, the, the meta movie of, yeah. of, of Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> then we have April Fool's Day. Yeah. Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. I never saw Mother's Day. It's not great. Uh, Terror Train takes place on New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So that's it for my honorable mentions. Good list. Lep in the hood. Yeah. Coming to do no good. Doing no good. Pulling afros out of iced teas. Or pulling bats out of iced teas afro. <laughs> Lep in the hood. Come to do no good. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Postmortem. Thank you guys for spreading it because we are gaining listeners. Right. Every episode it seems like we're getting more and more listeners. Everyone behind us. We have, uh, you know, Doug Jones chiming in saying... I love Postmortem. We yeah. have Lucifer Valentine yeah. listening yeah, to the show and saying how he loves it. 
We got some good shit going on around here. Yeah, our our sixteenth episode, our sweet sixteen, broke records. It did for yeah. for listens and downloads. Yeah, we had over a hundred listens in the first twelve hours that since we posted or something. That's pretty awesome. Hundred downloads from iTunes and yeah. all these different and like only fifty of them were my mom. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're split to many providers. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. So all these numbers on each one is a small portion of what's reflected in the actual totals of our listenership. So. Getting some good stuff going on. Yep. So, you guys got an idea for a top five? Send your idea to postmortemshow at gmail.com and we will credit you. And in addition to sending the idea for a list, tell us what your top five of said list is and we'll read it on the air. And to conclude, as H.P. Lovecraft once said, thoughtfully, if it smells like fish... Throw the fucker back. Fishmasters! From the land of the Irish Spring, Dublin's the place where I learned my thing. From the Emerald Isle to your place in the hood, I'm the man of green, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Blunt is dope, this place is hype. There's a lass, she's just my type. I hate your resort so soon to money. Haven't been late in so long, it's happening. I'm so bad, I'm good. I'll show you what to do, so lend an ear. Don't worry, little lassie, you've got nothing to fear. Sit with the lad who's lean and green, and let me show you why I'm a love machine. Come to do no good. I'm a wee green guy who's new to town. Show me what you do when you get down. I'll go up, you go down. We'll call see your love to green. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, when we're bad, we're good. Of more to your front door. Better turn up the lights and pray some more. We're gonna party through the night until the door. Then you and I are gonna get it all. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good.